He is the almighty king. He works in this broken world to address sin. He brings us hope and life forever. Through Jesus Christ, we have hope. Amen. Well, Merry Christmas. And it's great to be here with you guys. It's great to be celebrating. It's hard to believe it's already the Christmas season. I can't believe how it's rushed up on us, but love being able to worship here together, to have you joining online. Man, may God get all the glory as we lift him up. It is all about Jesus Christ. And all of God's people said... Amen, man. All about Jesus. And so we're launching a new sermon series today, just walking a short series through this Christmas season. And we're going to talk all about perspective. We're going to talk about what it is to see through the lens of others. Do you see what I see? Right? And we're going to be talking through several different perspectives along the way. Today, we're going to be looking at the perspective of Mary. What was she seeing? What was she feeling? What was she going through? How should we be seeing Jesus Christ based on what Mary had to say about her experience? And then next week, we'll look at Paul and his viewpoint, and and we'll continue on looking at the shepherds and then Simeon. And so we'll take some different perspectives through the Christmas season. Who is this Jesus? Do you see what I see? All right, so turn with me, if you will, to Luke chapter 1, starting in verse 46. Luke chapter 1, starting in verse 46, as we get going here, and we're going to be jumping in on a spot where Mary is going to be sharing a song, a poem of hers from her perspective as she's been grasping all that's taking place. So our first point, point number one, magnify the Lord, our mighty, holy merciful Savior. Magnify the Lord, our mighty, holy, merciful Savior. We'll start out with Mary's song here. It says, and Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on, all generations will call me blessed for he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. Holy is his name. Everybody just say holy. Holy. This is the God we're talking about. Mary's beginning to process all of it. So a little bit of perspective. Let's make sure we always have context, right? As we're diving in to understand this. Mary has been told by an angel, you're going to be with child. I can't even imagine what that little moment of experience was like, right? Like nowadays, we have a doctor say something about, you're going to be with child. And that blows people away, right? There's tears in the eyes of mom. The family's celebrating. And there's this great statement. This is an angel from God above saying, just so you know, you're going to be with child. And in this massive moment of taking in and processing all that was going on, even the confusions that were going with it, and Joseph not quite understanding or believing in all of that taking place. She then ends up going to visit Elizabeth, her aunt. She goes to visit somebody of relation to her. And in fact, uh, the one who's married to her, Zechariah, he's actually a priest. So these are pretty high up people in the nation of Israel. Zechariah was one of the few who had the privilege to go into the Holy of Holies and to light the candles, to spend time celebrating 
who God is. Throughout the year, he would represent Israel at some point. And so as she walks in to talk with them, you can imagine a little bit of the nervousness as she's coming into the presence, not only of family, but of people who have high-ranking position and deep connection to God. And as she walks in, Elizabeth's comment is she cries out loud and says, my child within me is leaping because of you and your child entering this room. I am blessed that you are here. Remember, Mary has just had to go through so much confusion that Joseph is talking about, maybe I should just put you away quietly because this can't be true. You're saying the Holy Spirit putting this little one in you and there's a question of and maybe divorce and she walks into the presence of a priest and his wife and she says, you are blessed and my child is leaping inside. That's what Mary's responding to as we pick it up here, all right? says, and Mary said, in fact, Mary cried out, Mary sang, and the rest of what we're going to be looking at is called the Magnificat. And why is it called that? Well, because if you actually look uh, in the Latin version of it, the first word is the Magnificat is the word. Magnificat, it means magnify. This is a celebration statement about the greatness of our God. Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord. My soul, all that's in me, is celebrating and lifting up all that God is. My soul is in this massive worship moment as I magnify the Lord and I praise Him. Now, just so we're super clear, Mary is, uh, has a little song here or poem going. And in Hebrew, when you do this, you'll put two phrases together. The first phrase makes a statement. The second phrase will say it in kind of a fresh way, but saying kind of the same thing or maybe extending it. All right. So it's say it, say it again, say it, say it again. And we're going to see that throughout this poem now. Mary says, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. Can you hear the second part, how it matches the first a bit? And my spirit is rejoicing in God my Savior. This internal part of me that is eternal is celebrating and worshiping who God is. Notice she says, my Savior. Everybody say, my Savior. Don't miss this. Mary needs a Savior too. Don't miss it. This is a big moment. Mary is not sinless. That would be a terrible statement coming out of this. She's like, I need a savior. Mary, definitely blessed. Mary, definitely having privilege, but Mary, definitely needing a savior. Notice she doesn't say, oh Lord, I praise you, their savior. Everybody say, not that. She's like, my savior. I have sinned. I need to be forgiven. I need a savior. And she says, my personal, intimate, connected, saving me. You care for me. Mary, she has hope in God Almighty. And in the midst of, yes, having sin that needs to be covered, she has a savior in Jesus Christ. And God's plan is stunning to her. She says, for he has looked on the humble estate of this servant. Mary has a proper view of herself. She's like, I'm just a servant. I'm just a young one. 
And God's looking on me and blessing me. When it says to look on, it means his favor is being poured out on. Mary's like, your favor's pouring out on me. You're looking at me, this little one. And then she says, for behold. And when we see the word behold, we say, yeah, check it out. It means look at this. Check this out. For behold, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. She's like, you're, you're looking at me and you're lavishing on me. And, and this is ridiculous how kind you are. Nations and generations are going to call me blessed. They're going to call me favored. They're going to recognize what you're doing. Mary is grasping the eternal impact of all that is going on with this little one that's within her. Mary is grasping that this one is Messiah, the promised one for Israel. He is the hope of all man of all time. She's like, he's going to be the hope of all the world. And I'm his mom. I am blessed. This is crazy blessing poured out on me. Yes, Mary is blessed. No, Mary is not perfect. Yes, Mary is unique. And no, we shouldn't be praying to Mary and crying out as if she is universally everywhere and can universally hear all prayer. Mary's a person. Mary is called to a sweet privilege. Mary is sinful like us, maybe a little less than some of us, but Mary is blessed as God pours on and lavishes in. Mary is recognizing that she has a need for a savior and this God has a plan and she gets to be a part of it. Praise be to God. Man, this is a massive statement. She says, for he who is mighty has done great things for me. He who is mighty, he who can do anything, he has done great things for me. He has poured into my life. He has ushered in the king of this world right here with me. And we call all babies miracles of life. Amazing to see what God does. But this one is a miracle beyond miracles, answer beyond answers, as God Almighty is stepping in. This is the holy God of the universe, fully perfect in all that he is, his soul being ushered in to the, to the human body created by the Holy Spirit working with Mary's body. And all of a sudden, fully God and fully man all at once. And Mary's like, I am blown away with what you are doing and how you are working. He is mighty and he has done great things. And holy is his name. Man, God makes no mistakes. Holy is his name. Righteous is his name. He is the great giver, and he is stunningly perfect. God works in this broken world, and there may be moments where God's allowing things to go on. It's an allowance. God is never the author of sin and brokenness, but God may choose to allow a pain, a heartache, or something in this world, but know this. God has a plan. 
God is doing something way more than we could ever imagine. And Mary is looking at all the pain and all the questioning that's been going on in her life in the last little bit. And she says, he is mighty. He can do all things. He is blessing into my life and he is holy. Everybody just say, he is holy. Man, as we enter the Christmas season, may we grasp a little bit of the perspective that Mary's got. He is holy, he is perfect, he is righteous, he has a plan. God is moving in this world. May we celebrate him. And then she says, and his mercy is for those who fear him. Man, God pours on a mercy. That means holding back the punishment due us. Mercy, being forgiven to those who fear him, to those who have an awe of him and a respect of him. For us to be able to grasp who our God is and to cry out, I admit, I admit I'm a sinner. I admit I'm wrong. There's so much in me that needs to change. I admit it. I I believe, like I believe Jesus is risen from the dead now. I believe he is alive forevermore. And I confess him as Lord. And for us to respect and understand all that Jesus is and to put our faith in him. It says, for those who have an awe, a fear of him. Man, mercy poured out. Forgiveness as our sins are released and we are forevermore headed home to heaven. Names written in the Lamb's book of life, forever celebration, God has it in hand. And all of God's people said, This is the Christmas story, that we know the God who has a plan and he's bringing it to bear. She says, his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. Like this will affect all peoples of all time. Come, trust in Jesus. Put your heart and soul in his hand. Make him Lord of your life and celebrate him. May God get all the praise. This is our call out. This is our understanding and our hope from Mary. This is her celebration in the Christmas season. You know, I I love Christmas. I love this season of time, uh, probably more than any other all year long. It's an amazing time, right? Temperatures start changing. Some of you may hate that. Some of you may love that. But temperatures start changing. And all of a sudden, we get the colder snaps. We end up getting a little bit of a change in the light and the dark. We end up putting lights up on our houses. Some of us put a few more than others, but we put lights up on our houses. We put trees up in the house. We do a little bit of celebrating. I love the gift giving and the laughter and the parties and the family and just taking some time together. Most of all, I love that we recognize and we celebrate that Jesus is our King and he is God with us, Emmanuel right here with us. Man, it's a sweet time. That said, we as a family, we try to always do something in our front yard that would make it clear that we stand for Jesus Christ. Right now we have like a joy sign put up with a light on it. And, uh, but up in Naperville, we ended up having the nativity scene. And we had, you know, those nativity scenes that are like this big, they're plastic, they're kind of painted, you have a light inside, you know what I'm talking about? All of us have some of those probably, but you've got these nativity scenes, right? And so we had one of those out and uh, we had that out for years, just kind of making a statement, man. Yes, we love Christmas, we love the lights, but we stand for Jesus Christ. And, um, 
you know, we ended up having that out. One year, there was this massive snow. It came down like foot, foot and a half, all in one day. I mean, it was a ton of snow right before Christmas. And uh, I remember Jonna and I were sitting there watching at night, and uh, I ended up having to go get a shovel and kind of shovel out around Mary and Joseph and Jesus, just so you could kind of see them still, you know, just kind of make a statement and went back in, and we were just enjoying the evening and watching it and seeing the snow continue to come down. We went to bed and uh, got up the next morning. I came down and uh, just sitting next to the tree down there enjoying a little bit of time. And uh, all of a sudden I noticed um, there are tracks coming up our driveway. And I'm like, we didn't go out yesterday. There's a foot and a half of snow. There should be no tracks. Tracks tracks came up, turned, went out into our yard and drove straight over Mary, Joseph, and Jesus, plowed them, worse, dragged them off somewhere. (laughs) They were gone. So we just have tracks through the front yard and that's all we have. And I went for a walk up and down the street, never did find Mary, Joseph, or Jesus. It's a terrible Christmas story, right? <laughs> like I, I couldn't, <laughs> couldn't find them anywhere. So days later, get a knock at the door and there's a woman standing there and she says, I just want you to know, I go for walks in this area a lot, like a couple miles a day. And one thing I always appreciated is this home always put out a nativity scene. You guys made it clear it was about Jesus. And I loved that. And, and actually, as I walked, I would kind of pray a little bit for this home and stuff. And then I noticed one day, tire tracks. <laughs> and no, so what I ended up doing as I walked is I started looking for Mary and Joseph for you. And I found them. And she holds up Joseph, who wasn't looking that good, man. (laughs) Cracked, fractured, filled with snow, frozen, weighed about 500 pounds of ice. You know what I mean? And she's like, here's Joseph. And then she holds up baby Jesus. Yeah. (laughs) Who got run over and his nose was knocked off and like he was not looking good, right? And she's like, I just wanted to give these back to you. I don't know what she thought we were going to do with them. Because, dude, putting that out would not be a good Christmas statement. You know what I mean? But so appreciate you can see her worship of Jesus Christ. Her magnifying the king in the midst of the season. And for others, they're deciding to instead to joyride over Jesus. You know what I mean? And how horrible in the midst of it. Some choosing to just make it all about themselves and just have some fun. And some choosing to magnify with all they've got. So here's a simple question for you. Are you ready in this season to magnify Jesus Christ? To lift him up? Or are you still joyriding over Jesus a little bit? Is it time to say, okay, Lord, down with just my fun, up with celebrating you as king. May he get all the glory and all of God's people said, amen. Amen. Point number two, bow. Bow before the one who scatters the proud and exalts the humble. Bow before the one who scatters the proud and exalts the humble. It says, he has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has shown strength with his arm like he is miracle-working God. He is life-giving God. He is God among us. Man, Christmas is a time of massive celebration of God's love and God's power 
and God's presence, God with us. That's the purpose of Christmas. God's love, God's power, God's presence. May we worship and magnify the king. It says, he has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. Mary's like, I just want you to know that my God deals with the heart. My God knows pride. In fact, he even knows just the thoughts inside. It's not the actions that he's measuring. Notice that. It's the thoughts in the heart, in the mind that he's seeing. And God is responding to it. And God stands against proud. And God calls to him those who are humble. The proud, they don't have a hope of standing against the king. And Jesus, like a mighty warrior, is dividing and conquering, taking the proud, those who stand on their own, those who make it about self, and calling them to a lesser position. We'll just say it that way. There is a massive moment. And she's like, I just know that my God is working in this world and my God has it in hand and this little one is going to do an amazing work. And he'll work with the humble. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones. Man, this one is king of kings. This one is ruler over all. And he's putting to an end sin. And he's putting to an end any dominance. And he's going to rule with love and hope and forgiveness. He's brought down the mighty from their thrones because all of us are in need of a savior. It says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. How many have sinned? All of us. And we're all in need of a savior. May God get all the glory. It says, and he has exalted those of humble estate. And as we take time to recognize, Lord God, it's not about me, it's all about you. Lord, I grasp that it is your glory and your power and your amazing character and your presence. I worship you and I praise you and I lift you up. And he exalts the humble. As we take time to say, God, it's not all about me. It's all about you, whatever you want. There's a hymn lifting us up off our knees and beginning to pour in in ways you cannot imagine. In this Christmas season, know this. Your God loves you. Your God cares for you. He knows exactly what you're going through. And you are not alone. Hang on. Worship big, trust him as you take each step in this Christmas season. He exalts those of humble estate. Man, God was lifting up little Mary, humble in every way. And she was like, this God is amazing. He has filled the hungry with good things. Like our God lavishes in gifts. He cares along the way. Mary's like, I see the blessings. And I see what you're doing, God. And I'm trusting you. As you take care of the needs and as you take care of those who trust along the way. And God is her hope. 
And she's declaring out, this one is my king. And this one is my king. Mary celebrating all that she has. It says, and the rich he has sent away empty. This is a thunderous statement that Mary's recognizing. Man, in Mary's time, the reality is everybody who was wealthy was viewed as being blessed by God. And everybody who was needy was viewed as somehow struggling in sin and doing something wrong. And the question would be asked to them, what have you done? Or what has your family done that you're not being blessed? Riches were viewed as the blessing. And she's like, no, you're missing it. And for those who are trusting in their riches and their own joy rides, man, they're missing it completely. There is mercy and there is hope when God pours on us as we trust in him. It's not about the possessions we own. It's not about the titles we carry. It's not about any of that. It's about us and our worship, simply put. Is he getting our bowing down before him and calling him worthy? May he get all the glory. That's the hope along the way. Mary, she's the ultimate mom right now, declaring out what's going on. And, you know, you've been around somebody who's with child. Maybe you even are right now. But where you see the mom take their hand and they begin to, just kind of put their hand on their stomach. And as it starts to show a little more, it makes more sense. There's times where you see him doing this in the beginning and you're like, I wonder, but I ain't gonna ask, right? <laughs> right? But you see this hand and this just kind of thinking, cannot wait to be able to hold this little one's hand. I cannot wait to hear this one belly laugh. Don't you love when you hear kids just that deep belly laugh going off? It's like, I can't wait to hear that from my little one. I can't wait to see them taking their first steps. I can't wait to hear. That's most moms. You can imagine Mary now as she puts her hand and she's like, I can't wait for you to rule over the universe. This one is king of kings. Can you imagine being in the OB room next to that one? <laughs> and you're like, this, I can't wait to touch their hand and just hold them. And they're like, mine's going to be king of the universe. <laughs> I just want you to know, king of kings right here, ruling over everything. This is Mary's statement. Know this, the Messiah Savior with me. God doing something unbelievable in this world. I have no reason to expect this, but God is pouring it on and blessing. You are awesome, God, and I worship you, and I praise you. May we bow before the miracle worker and his power and his love and his presence. And all of God's people said, amen, man. May we magnify, may we bow. And point number three, Remember, remember all that he has done, already done, and look with hope to all that he will do. Remember all that he has already done and look with hope to all that he will do. Mary now starts to reflect backwards and remembering all that God is so that she can look forward with hope. She said, 
He, God Almighty, has helped his servant Israel. Israel, meaning Jacob named Israel, but also all of his offspring. This is talking about the nation of Israel. He has helped his nation Israel. He has come alongside of those who are trusting in him, the remnant, those who would have faith in him in each generation, those that are trusting. And in the midst, he has helped his nation Israel in a huge way in the past. He's talking about bringing them up out of Egypt, ushering them into the land that is theirs, being able to care for them and prosper them, being able to give covenant promise to Abraham that would follow through forever. She's like, man, you have helped Israel in a huge way. And I think it's important for us to even remember that today, God working with Israel and those who as a remnant, trusting in him, counting on him, May we be praying for Israel and counting on what God has done in the past. He will walk through to the end. We're told in the end with Revelation that there is going to be a massive celebration as some of Israel comes to trust Christ as Savior. May God get all the glory. And may we cry out and celebrate. Yes, he has worked with Israel in the past. He has given hope and redemption and remembrance of his mercy in honor of his forgiving, blessing character. He lavished on all, and we don't deserve it. He's poured on into Israel, and he's poured it out into this world through Israel, through Jesus, and we have hope. Everybody just say hope. We have hope through Jesus Christ. As he spoke of our fathers, to Abraham and to his offspring forever. He's like, she's recognizing there are promises made to God, from God to Abraham. And I'm the one who gets to see some of that promise come true. Abraham was told that all the nations would be blessed through this one, the Messiah, the one in me right now, God the Son, who would enter this world. She's recognizing the fulfillment of so many covenant promises in Jesus Christ to Abraham and to his offspring forever. It says, and Mary remained with her about three months and then returned to her home. Mary stayed. Mary celebrated. Mary woke up every day in awe that God is doing something huge in this world. And God has a plan. He is the almighty king. He works in this broken world to address sin. He brings us hope and life forever. Through Jesus Christ, we have hope. Man, the, the moment of Christmas is a sweet time of celebration of a baby being born but it means nothing if we don't celebrate all that Jesus will become in our lives. He is the king of the universe. He is the lamb of God. He has died for me and risen again. This is the hope of Christmas. And Mary is celebrating. I know that God who is at work in that way. May we magnify in this Christmas season. May we worship and celebrate in this Christmas season.
May we behold him. Just take a moment each day to stop and be in awe of one more thing that's true about God. May we behold him in all that he is. A son of God. God with us. Our hope. Sin covered, death defeated, eternity in hand. Lord God, I bow before you. You are the son of God. You are my king. May you get all the glory. Now that's a Christmas season perspective. And all of God's people said, may we worship the Son with us. Praise be to God. Let's pray. 